Welcome into another edition of the Better Baseball Podcast, WindDailySports.com. Check out everything WindDailySports.com. And hey, there's a show that's going on later today that I'll definitely give you more info about as we go along on the show here. But first of all, I'm starting off with my guy Brian here. Good to see you again, Brian. Good and um, hot topic of conversation. And I'm just going to start <laughs> off right away. Why even, why why try and, and mess around here and just, you know, try and figure things out? No, no, no. Let's start, let's start off with the hot topic. Did John Means throw a perfect game or a no-hitter? See, in my feeling, based on his pitching, it was a perfect game. That was a perfect game. Because <laughs> yeah, he absolutely. he wasn't at he wasn't at fault for the base runner. You know what I mean? Like it's one Well, he got the he, guy out. It's not it's not yeah. like he it's not like it was a ground ball and like the play needs right. to be made. He got the guy out. He struck right. him out. He, he struck it, him out. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, how can he I is just not a, get it? But like he is not at fault for the base runner, you know what no, I mean? Like not at all. it's it's not his fault. He's not the one that got the guy on base. He didn't give well, up a hit. Well, they he they tally it a walk. as he a didn't... as a strike out. They call yeah, it a strike out a strike for out. a reason. Right? But... He has twelve strikeouts. He doesn't have eleven strikeouts. He has twelve <laughs> strikeouts. It's called a strike <laughs> out for a reason, right? I, I've we don't call it a, a strike. Get your base. No, it's a strike out, right? I mean, just, I don't. I, I think the rule were. I, I. It's been starting to get more and more steam that the drop third um, strikeout call is just bogus and yeah. doesn't really make any sense. And it's really hard to kind of wrap mm-hmm. our minds around the fact that a strikeout could end up being a base for somebody. Right. Just I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. It I mean, really like, doesn't. look, it's it's either it's either an error on the catcher or an out, or a stolen base. Like, what would – I mean, like, it's – I don't even know how you categorize make, that. It yeah, just doesn't. Yeah, you know, like, I, I saw it, like, in the minors. One of the leagues in the minors in previous years had the – you could steal first base on a pass – on a situation. You know, like, you could steal first base if you were batting. You could just – if the ball got just, past the catcher just, or whatever, just run. Just you, could run. Just, you could just run to first base. Man, Bill or Hamilton whatever, would be a damn, I mean, He would like, be an all-star if that was the case. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know. There, there, there's a whole bunch of like these unwritten rules and these minor nuances and tiki tack technicalities in the in the exactly. MLB rulebook yep. that that is just it's just garbage. You know, like I feel it ruins the game. For example, if a guy is sliding into a base and he over, like I, I maybe I'm just watching more baseball and I notice it more than ever. Right. But <laughs> the fact that people are oversliding bases like every game and the tag is being held on to them for the entire duration of the slide. Yeah, I don't like. That and then stuff. and then they're getting called out for like stupid little. Things like, oh, he was off the base for a fraction of a second after he well, was already especially saved. Especially now that replay is out. there, it just doesn't help yeah. that, that call. No, so I like, agree with you. Yeah, you know, like if if the if if they can hold the tag on the runner for minutes on end while he's trying to navigate around the base, I mean, he should be. He's either initially safe or initially out. Yeah, you know, don't. Don't give me the well. He was safe when keep, he initially keep the ta- slid into keep the, the tag on him for like thirty seconds in the hopes right. that like when he's trying to get up that like a finger or a right. toe comes exactly. off the base. That's yeah. I, I, I think I think that's garbage. I think that's you know, and and I see it in like every game, multiple occurrences, all the time. Like it's stupid. Like yeah, and I think baseball <laughs> kind of just has to change. 
kind of change their rules if the, if replay is going yeah. to be that way and mm-hmm. like you're going to to literally look at every single right. frame of whether or not he's touched the bag right then the then the rules have to change with that that means Absolutely. like the initial play is he on the base is he safe then you just mm-hmm. stay there instead right. of like you know 30 seconds after the guy's holding mm-hmm. the tag on him and as he's trying to like get up it's stupid right it's it look it see it looks childish it looks like a backyard thing yeah and it's it does an actual thing. rule. Yeah. I mean, like, try to do anything where you're touching something for 30 straight seconds. Like, you know, you're not yeah. going to be able to do the intended action no matter almost what it is. So, right. And I've you seen know, the like, fact that you're doing that. A, a, is, a heavy tag, like pushing off a guy. Like, right. I don't know. That that kind of yeah. stuff is just like, it's, yeah. it's almost it's, like, it's, it, it, it seems like backyard kickball more than mm-hmm. like baseball. And it's just, right. it's weird. Right. You know, and kickball was always supposed to be fun and right. stupid. It was supposed <laughs> to be stupid. It was supposed to be a stupid, fun game. But you know, then you bring in these people that are serious about it and it's just not what it was. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, um, so let's yeah. get into the game for today. Let's do it. Better Baseball Podcast, WindailySports.com. By the way, we have a show called Fantasy Isles and we're going to have Marshall Falk on the YouTube channel tonight, 9 o'clock. You can get all the details over on our Twitter page at win daily sports it's going to be a great show but you know wherever you're watching here whether it's youtube whether it's twitter wherever it is um win daily sports uh is where you can find our great live stream tonight with uh the great marshall fox going to be on it a guest uh for the program tonight so going to be a really great time and now let's get into our plays for today and um you uh, you have one game on here that, of course, I have vested mm-hmm. interest in, and well, yes. yeah, um, it's the Phillies Brewers. I yep. um, that total runs is low. That is very low. I get it; <laughs> these two are great pitchers, but mm-hmm. man, six and a half seems That's, wildly low. That seems pretty low to me. Um, I mean, especially but, with the way Wheeler. I mean, Wheeler had a great last game, but it wasn't yeah. like he was that crisp before then, too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I think it's a mix of both pitchers are really, really good. Although yeah. Zach Wheeler's been kind of up and down, but he's still really good. Um, but like the lineups just haven't really done anything that would make me say this game is going to be an offensive game. Like the Brewers are beaten up and their lineup isn't really clicking 100%. Uh, you know, Yelich was in yesterday. He got taken out. He's he's not in today. He he's back on the IL with his with his back strain or whatever it was. Um, so that takes a little bit of pop out of the Brewers lineup. But like the Brewers aren't their offense isn't like blowing people away. It, I mean they're yeah. they're they're getting the job done. You know they can get the job done, but they're not scoring a ton that I've you know on a regular basis. They're not you know hitting the ball with a great you know, uh, consistency. They're, they're inconsistent. They are scratching together some runs to get some, you know, wins here and there. Now they, they do have moments where they break out and have a huge run total and they take advantage of a bad pitcher and they can, you know, get things going. But I mean, the Phillies are going for a sweep in this series, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the Brewers haven't really produced this series coming off of a series where they, you know, manhandled the Dodgers, but that just might be a Dodgers thing because the Dodgers are on a, are on a downtrend right now. But like, you know, the Phillies have, have gotten their work in against the Brewers. 
Now, I don't expect that to necessarily be the case with Woodruff on the mound. I think Woodruff is going to come out and have his, you know, type of day that we're expecting him to have, where he's going to control the lineup and be able to get his strikeouts and get his outs and, and, and pitch a really, really strong game. And I think Wheeler can do that too. You know, I think Wheeler can get out there at home. He's got the home crowd behind him. You know, the Phillies play better at home than they do on the road. Um, I just think that while six and a half might seem low, and I do yeah, think it's kind of low for the total overall, I think for the it first- It is extremely low. <sighs> Usually, like, this is this is what you would get if, <laughs> if like, Jacob DeGrom and Trevor Bauer were pitching against mm-hmm. each other. This yeah. is exactly what the total would be. Not right. saying that Woodruff or Wheeler are scrubs or anything, no. but this is, like, premium eight-level price and total mm-hmm. for two guys that are – I think Woodruff's the better of the two. No offense, Zach Wheeler. I think Zach Wheeler's a great pitcher. It was a great pickup for the Phillies. But <laughs> no, Woodruff, Woodruff is better. <laughs> Woodruff is incredible right now and probably just not getting the attention he deserves just because of mm-hmm. uh, Corbin Burns yep. is just overshadowing him. But this guy's stuff is phenomenal. Absolutely. So, I mean, look, this score uh, this score would have to be 4-3. And this is total game. This isn't Zach mm-hmm. Wheeler, Brandon Woodruff. Oh, absolutely. If I, if I want to go there, and look, this may be a huge juice. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look at this, and of course it's going to be juiced up to mm-hmm. a, an absolute number you don't want to bet on. Right. Uh, but, you know, if, under 3.5 for first five, sure. But I'll absolutely. also say – this Phillies bullpen still stinks That's right. like, and they hit well at home. So I can imagine mm-hmm. a couple of runs off of uh, Brandon Woodruff. I imagine that the Brewers can get a run or two off of Zach Wheeler, but also mm-hmm. have that really terrible bullpen uh, give up a couple of runs. Look, each game has gone over in this one. I know the pitching yep. matchups haven't been necessarily mm-hmm. Wheeler and Woodruff, um, mm-hmm. but still I just, I can't a six and a half <laughs> is way too low for a game. I think I'm going to go over six and a half. Maybe they are tempting me to do it, uh, but it has gone over in all of these games. Zach Wheeler isn't necessarily the, uh, I expect him to just go six, seven shutout. Mm-hmm. Um, that just doesn't happen with him all the time. And Woodruff, look, I think the Phillies can get a few runs off of him. They obviously hit better at home. Uh, I, you know, I, I would have to lean the over. I just do. That number is outrageously low. I mean, the over is the smarter play. I mean, to, to expect them to, to score less than six I mean, six or less runs is is pretty crazy. But I do feel the majority of those runs are coming late in the game. I do yeah, feel oh, the, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel um, Wheeler against the Brewers lineup is a good matchup for Wheeler. I do feel that Woodruff against the Phillies lineup is a Great good matchup, matchup for yeah. for Woodruff. So absolutely. you know, I, I think early in the game it's going to be hard to get runs, but I think late in the game it's going to be easy to get runs. So the over is a smart play, but like I was saying, eh, it might take a while. Yeah, and speaking of outrageous here, I mean, good Lord, that strikeout oh. number. Zach Wheeler I... has only hit this number once. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the Brewers are really that much of a strikeout team. And I don't well, think Wheeler's, that Wheeler's doing okay. He has 41 strikeouts in 30, 38 yeah. and two-thirds innings, but – that's not what I would consider great for a not. I don't know why. Why? Why is this nine and a half? It's not like I don't think the Brewers have been striking out even in this series a ton. I, um, I know their lineup probably isn't going to be great for today. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if the yeah, lineup's going to be. Out. A, I but Yelich is back in the lineup. Yeah. 
Yelich is back on the IL. I don't know if they're going to give Lorenzo Kane a rest because he's been playing the past two days, but he just mm-hmm. came back from injury for the series. I, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, that that over nine and a half is yeah, nine and a half seems unbelievable high to me. Yeah, he's that only seems... hit it once, once this season, and well, it was. He got it. He has to be pitching against like the Tigers for me to go over nine and a half. Like there's right. no way oh, I'm yeah, going actually, over nine yeah. and a half with, with the Brewers. I mean, the Brewers are a decent team. It's not like, it's not like the Brewers are a terrible team here. I mean, they know how to hit. They just yeah, are. In- Wheeler, Wheeler sits around about six strikeouts a game. Mm-hmm. He's reached this number once, which was the first game against Atlanta. Then nine strikeouts against St. Louis. But other than that, six strikeouts, six strikeouts, six strikeouts, four strikeouts. That's where he usually yeah. rests. Probably around six to seven strikeouts a game mm-hmm. is where I could tab Zach Wheeler. Yet this is nine and a half. And look at the pricing. Like the pricing is telling you, yeah, we kind of have this weirdly way off. And it's plus 294. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. I don't I don't get any of that. And this game, I don't get any of this game. I don't know who priced this game, who was drunk enough to do all that. Mm-hmm. Are we betting a side here? I would lean the Phillies, if anything. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, uh, yeah, probably would lean the Phillies. It's not too bad. Of yeah, a, if I if getting, I if I had to if I had to put money on a team, I would. Yeah, I would you're lean getting a, the Phillies at home. Late in right, the game, slightly favorable price. The Brewers, they, they do have yeah. one of the the better pitchers on the mound in Zach yeah. Wheeler. So yes, but holy hell, I don't know what the hell happened when they were pricing that game. But Jesus. Um, whew. All right, let's move on from that. Uh, the only thing I'd maybe look at here, we got a, some nice early games on the slate today. The only thing I'd look at here is maybe a, a Nathan Eovaldi strikeout prop. Mm-hmm. Is it six yes. and a half? Um, it's the Tigers. That's all we're really picking on. I would have to look. Yeah. And while we're going through this, we'll look a little bit more into The Tigers that. are a terrible hitting team. They strike out as much oh, as anybody, if not yeah. more than everybody. Um, so you could probably is, bump up strikeout props with. Yeah, with it's anyone. a it's a it's a good matchup for Avaldi and the and the Red Sox as a whole. Anything Red Sox, I would go if the yeah. if the prices are reasonable, I would go all in on the Red Sox in that game. Um, same thing with Garrett Cole here yep. uh, with the Houston Astros. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, not as, not as strong as Avaldi against the Tigers, but I mean, because you know the Astros are still the Astros. But yes, I would pick um, Garrett Cole. Nine strikeouts is reasonable, you know, for his outing. That's not. That's not crazy. Um, yeah. We got a little revenge narrative in here too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it could yeah. happen. He could- 62, 62 strikeouts and <laughs> 37 and two. Good Lord. I mean, how does I, how on earth, how on bleeping earth does <laughs> Zach Wheeler have a higher strikeout prop than Garrett Cole today? <laughs> I, how? I what is happening? What, what I mean, am I? Am I living in the right universe? Is this a simulation? What is this? I don't know what's I mean, happening. I, I haven't I haven't seen numbers that dictate to me that the Brewers are just striking out left and right. So I don't know where that number comes from for, for Zach Wheeler. But, I mean, the Astros don't strike out that much oh. comparison-wise. But it is Garrett Cole against his former team. So This is his first time against the Astros, I would assume, yeah? So I might have to lay off that yeah, first bet. So. Um, Bryce Harper's out of the lineup again. Um, yeah, I saw that he was the top. Probable, of, now Andrew McCutcheon's hitting well. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's at the top of the order. Then it's Brad Miller who, I mean, uh, he had a nice little three in home run a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Hoskins, Gregorius, Bohm. Oh, Knapp is in too. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe, 
maybe we'll just hold on. Give me a second. Let me take out my other weird bets. Uh, let me take that one out real quick. Yeah, that's and let me take whatever the hell you are. Let's take that out. Let's definitely take that out. And there we go. We're back to we're back to square all right. one. All right, good to know. After all that talking, we are 16 minutes into this and we're back to square one. Good, yes. good, good, excellent. Um, that's why I'm glad we get to do this and get to see all the lineups come in uh, mm-hmm. as we're doing the show because that you could see my thinking of yeah, hell no. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the um, a game that I was definitely intrigued by, and you are too. Mets and Cardinals today. Yes. Taiwan Walker against John Gant. Um, yes. A little bit of a minus one fifteen bump for the Mets. Mm-hmm. I do like what I've seen from Taiwan Walker this season. Yes. I, I think he's been outstanding. John Gant has been pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a, a pretty good matchup between the Mets and Cardinals today. Yes, it is, and it's you know the rubber game of the series. So both teams have had their have had their moments. Uh, in this series. Um, look, Taiwan Walker is going to, I mean, he's good. And what's good for Taiwan Walker is, is that he kind of meshes well statistically with what the Cardinals lineup offers. Yeah. So any of his weaknesses are hidden by what the Cardinals do and any of his strengths are strengthened by what the Cardinals do. So, you know, he gets a lot of ground balls. He does have a lot of walks, but the Cardinals don't walk that much. So it is the Cardinals. They are a disciplined hitting team. So they might, you know, take a few more pitches than than normal to see what Taiwan Walker does. But his walk rate's a little high, um, which might be a concern for the Mets. I don't know how big of a concern that really is. Um, but, you know, I expect Taiwan Walker to go six maybe seven strong innings. He's he's pitched very well in the past against Arenado and DeYoung and Carpenter and stuff. So, you know, situationally, he's he's pitched well against members of the Cardinals lineup in the past. And he, he you know, gets a lot of ground balls. He gets a so-so strikeout rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so he should be able to you know, control what the Cardinals lineup is doing. He shouldn't be necessarily early. He shouldn't be, you know, giving up a lot of hits, a lot of runs and, you know, whatnot. Uh, His last outing, he did kind of lose control in the second half of his outing last time out. So that is a concern. Maybe that Taiwan Walker starts out strong and then kind of fades as he goes into like the the fifth, sixth inning, um, which could be a concern. But on the Cardinals side, you know, Gant has been really strong. The only thing for him is, is that he hasn't had length, you know, so he's going to go maybe four, stretching it into the fifth inning. You know, he's not going to be, I don't expect him to be pitching as long as Walker is pitching, assuming they both have their games, you know. Um, But when he is pitching, when Gant does pitch, he pitches well and he can definitely take advantage of what the Mets lineup is doing, especially when you have a slumping Lindor in that lineup. Like yesterday in the doubleheader, Lindor played that first game, Cardinals win 4-1. You know, Lindor's just not hitting. He's like batting 157 or something. Like he's routinely going 0 for 3, 0 for 4, whatever. Like he's totally breaking up any momentum the Mets lineup has, you know, in, in recent games that he's played. Um, can he break out of that slump? Absolutely. It's Francisco Lindor. Of course, he's eventually he's going to be able to hit and get his rhythm and get his routine and going. But 
on the counterpoint, yesterday he sat out game two and the Mets won seven to three. Now, there's a lot of variables in there, but if you're putting up seven runs against the Cardinals, I mean, that's a pretty good sign that you can get some hits together, you can get some, you know, base runners on, and you can get some stuff going. Now, if you have a guy going 0 for 3, 0 for 4, 0 for whatever in the middle of that lineup, you know, you're going to get into some situations where you're going to have runners in scoring position and you're just not going to convert because hitters are slumping and and whatnot. So, you know, how big of a concern is it that Lindor is in the lineup? I mean, eventually he's going to work out of this slump, but you got to take yeah. into account that right now he has. He is slumping. Yes. No, absolutely. Is, no, 100%. He is yeah. slumping uh, very, very bad. Um, they also lost Brandon Nimmo from the lineup. You know, yesterday he started game one. He hurt his finger. He got taken out. He's on the 10 day IL. So he won't be playing today either. So, you know, if Gant can maintain his composure and stay in count, he usually pitches very well. Um, I think he gets hit a little bit by lefties, but I think he, he'll be able to, you know, control what the Mets are doing. Uh, the question is, can he go long? That's that's where you're going to get into the issue of how long is John Gant going to pitch? He should be able to do four easy, five questionable, six probably not. He's probably going to be taken out in the fifth inning, most likely. That's what his that's what his track record has shown. Yeah. Um, and I think the Cardinals bullpen is good enough to control what the Mets are doing. So it's really up to can the Cardinals capitalize on Met mistakes? Can Taiwan Walker make it through his six, seven innings and put the Mets in a good position to have their bullpen, assuming their bullpen can hold, you know, keep the Mets in check because I have no problem with Taiwan Walker going six, seven innings and being in a good competitive spot for the Mets to win this game. But can the bullpen hold, you know, the Mets in the lead or in contention and can the Cardinals bullpen maintain whatever Gant has thrown, assuming Gant's on his game and has thrown his usual game where he barely gives up any runs. He has a very low, he's, his ERA is lower than, than Taiwan Walker's. Um, so he's pitched well. So it's really just a bullpen battle and what the Mets can do on offense. Because if, if Lindor's in there to break up momentum, then you know, good luck getting those runs, you know, those runs yeah. across the, the, the plate. It's just a, just very difficult if you have a guy going over whatever in the middle of your lineup. Absolutely. Um, as as you were saying, um, <laughs> I was kind of going through and oh, there was a big change there. Uh, there we go, minus one twelve now for the Mets. But uh, as you were going through there, I was I was kind of looking and trying to pick out some spots here that um, I found intriguing. Danny Duffy against Cleveland today. Um, I might go, and it's going to be juiced up probably to a point where I don't want to bet it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minus one fifty nine for the first five, but. Uh, I, I do like Kansas City to win this game. Now, minus 132 if you want to. It's up to you. Cleveland doesn't hit against lefties well. Danny Duffy obviously going to keep an ERA over or under one, but I also don't expect this to be the game that he gets completely uh, blown up in. Tristan McKenzie's been hit or miss. I don't expect Kansas City to score a lot of runs against him, but I expect them to score enough. And Danny Duffy have a really good game here. I think Kansas City ends up getting the win. I don't think they they – get the four game sweep or get swept in four games here against Cleveland. So I like that. And look, I'm just going to take the over four and a half on the nationals. It's a plus plus one ten. They don't hit that number uh, too often, 
But this just seems like the perfect kind of situation for them to hit that number. Uh, they hit lefties really well. They're going up against a really bad lefty in Drew Smiley, an ERA of over eight. Um, I think the Nationals maybe end up winning this one. Uh, I'm not too sure because Lester's on the mound. So that's the only thing that gives me pause. So what I'm at least going to take the plus money on is the over four and a half. I think they get over four and a half runs uh, against the Braves today. I just think that um, with the way they hit lefties and Drew Smiley, how bad he is, it's kind of worth the risk, I would say, to take the over four and a half, especially at plus money. Yeah, I, I think it, it just it just ends up being kind of that perfect spot for them. And there was another game that I was I was close to betting on, and I'm I'm back and forth. And you wanted to go over it. It's Toronto and Oakland. Yeah. A high engine Rio against Mike Fires. Now Oakland does a pretty good job against left-handed pitching as well. They're top mm-hmm. ten in pretty much uh, most metrics and uh, statistical categories against left-handed pitching. Mike Fires also stinks. Um, <laughs> uh, anything, the plus money. Uh, you know, it's not as much plus money as I would want against high engine Ryu, but mm-hmm. um, I, it's it's kind of where I'm leaning because Oakland's just. I mean, let's let's face it. They're a pretty good team right now. Yeah. So I, I think it's worth kind of betting them plus money. But where are you leaning here? Because it is it is a little tough. I am, I am leaning towards Oakland on this one, and mainly because of the IL list. Um, look, Ryu's coming off the IL with a glute strain, um, so I don't expect that to play into his pitching at all. But hey, maybe. Um, also. Their bullpen is the, – the Toronto bullpen is is beaten up. You know, like yesterday, uh, what, David Phelps felt discomfort and he's yeah. not going to be pitching today. Um, Joe Panic left the game with a calf issue. Uh, George Springer is back on the IL. The Blue Jays are beaten up. Now, granted, it's not necessarily their core pieces that they're putting on the IL right now, although George Springer hasn't played enough to be a core piece for the – for the Blue Jays yet this year, but, um, you know, they're beaten up. Now the athletics, yeah, fires isn't great. So, all right, if they can weather his, it, I, I think he'll be able to make it through his outing without being obliterated. So mm-hmm. if that's the case. If that's the case, if they can make it through the first five innings or so without being totally you know, taken out of a competitive range. Um, the Oakland bullpen is typically a shutdown bullpen. Yeah. Their relievers are some of the best, you know, their bullpen is one of the best in the majors. They, you know, Trevino and Diekman and, and Pettit, they have an, an ERA of like 1.5, 1.53, something like that. Um, 49 strikeouts and 48 and two third innings. Now, I, I, you know, last time I think they blew a, I think, you know, the, the Blue Jays scored a bunch of runs off the bullpen. I don't expect that to happen routinely. Um, you know, I, I like, I like the bullpen of Oakland. I think that, that that second half of this game should be in Oakland's favor. Um, what can Ryu do on the mound? I think he can go six, maybe seven if they need him to, um, you know, really strong. Yeah. innings. I mean, he he throws stuff that is usually really good, and he has great control. So I think he can work his way through. He's the- very efficient. Let's yeah. just say, he's I think he's efficient. a very efficient pitcher. Yeah, he's efficient and effective. 
And I think he can work his way through the Oakland lineup. Now, can he do it late in the game? That's like, how long can he go? He's coming off the IL list. He had yeah. a, a glute strain. Um, you know, is that going to play any effect in his pitching? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I still like Oakland at home with their lineup as is. I, yeah. I like what they, I like what they bring to the table and it's just that I haven't seen the Blue Jays consistently enough do enough. Um, they have a bunch of pieces on the IL. It's just a, a beaten up team in, a, in an awkward position. And even though Fires might be a weak link on the Oakland side, I don't think he's going to be the the death knell that you know his statistics might suggest he is. He is only making his second start of the year. He only made one start last week on Friday or whatever. He pitched mm-hmm. okay. I mean, he only went three, four innings, whatever. He gave up a, a, like three runs and maybe four or five innings, whatever. Like it, it wasn't a great outing, but it wasn't the this cost us the game type outing. I, I think if he if he gives me three runs in a in a five inning outing, six inning outing today, I'm pretty content, and I feel that the Oakland lineup can make up the difference and be able to put Oakland in a good spot. To win that game today. Yeah. All right. So here's um, what we have as we're wrapping things up on the Better Baseball Podcast. And uh, make sure, do check out. Come back here. Live stream tonight, 9 o'clock. Uh, you'll be able to see uh, a little bit of Marshall Falk, maybe. Check it out. At Wind Daily Sports. All the information there on our Twitter account. And also check out our YouTube page. Subscribe to our YouTube page. There's going to be prizes, everything. So check it all out. WindDailySports.com. Uh, just search up Wind Daily Sports on YouTube and also our Twitter account at Wind Daily Sports. So here's what we have: Mets um, money line minus one of seven. Are we sticking with that? There's been a little bit of movement here. Um, how are we feeling about that one? I mean, I was kind of leaning toward what's what's the price on St. Louis? I was kind of leaning towards leaning Louis. towards the Cardinals. All right, yeah. let's do that then. Minus one hundred eight, so it has moved in your it's, favor. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go with that then. Um, I think that for the strikeout props today, Garrett Cole plus one hundred four. I know Houston, mm-hmm. a little bit of a not a great matchup to be doing it against, but he's hit this right. in I think four of his like six starts. Uh, dude's been hitting this number like crazy, and you're getting it a plus money over eight and a half. Uh, sometimes I think it's just better to take pitcher over matchup, uh, and this is a case here where at plus one hundred four. Uh, the price is kind of worth the risk there. And Nathan Eovaldi over six and a half, I think has only hit this number once, but it's Detroit. It's a little bit of a different circumstance. And at plus 112, I like the price mm-hmm. as well. Uh, the Royals, I think right now I'm going to leave up there minus 134. Uh, we'll see how the, where that price goes. Um, the Washington Nationals over four and a half at plus 110. Uh, they hit lefties really well, Drew Smiley. And look, if you want to maybe look at the over nine, or at least just bet the Braves also to maybe go over four and a half and just figure out which team does. I mean, because the Braves have a great matchup here too against John Lester. Um, so we'll see. I mean, they should hit Lester, but who knows? Uh, so we'll see. I, I just I would kind of look into that further, but I think there's going to be a lot of runs end up being scored in this matchup. So we'll look at that. But Oakland at plus 116, we're going to take against the Blue Jays. Just basically get through the innings of Mike Fires. Keep yourself in the game, and we think they should be able to end up winning this one at plus 116. Get it to their bullpen, which is very good. Then the Cardinals, minus 108 against the New York Mets. 
That is it for the Better Baseball Podcast. My guy, Brian, joining me mm-hmm. back. Always good to have you on. And we'll yes. talk to you again tomorrow at That's 1030 right, right here, WindailySports.com. But again, check out the live stream tonight. Marshall Falk is going to be on. Check out all the information on our YouTube page. Just search up Windaily Sports. And then also our Twitter account at Windaily Sports and our website, WindailySports.com. Check out the DFS Picks and Pivots article from Brian. Also, my guy Adam with the starting pitching article as well. So you can go through a full breakdown of all the arms on the starting pitching slate today and see whether or not you, uh, some guys are out of play, in play, and which ones that you should definitely be getting into your lineups. Adam has that all for you over on our website. That's it for the Better Baseball Podcast. We're back tomorrow at 1030 here, WindailySports.com.